0: Algar Productions. Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 127, The Parent Trap, Flashback, and Blast from the Past.
0: Hi, pals. Believe it or not, we are at the end of another season of Static. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And, yeah, but, I mean, we say this every time. There are only 13 episode seasons, so I guess you do probably just believe it.
2: Just kind of flying through this thing.
0: Yeah, we got one more to go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Much
2: like Enterprise, I I am continuously shocked that this has four seasons instead of three.
0: uh, Enterprise had nothing. No, it did not there have anything. There were no episodes of Enterprise that I enjoyed hands down. There were mm-hmm. a tiny bit of things here and there that I liked okay. But yep. this show has had a couple of excellent episodes, and one mm-hmm. of them is in this batch of three. Yep. Like, and I don't know. At
2: the end of the day, shitty episode. I still like hanging out with Virgil. I like that kid.
0: That is true. And I didn't like anyone on Enterprise.
2: I liked one guy, and then they exploded him.
0: Well, it was the end to of the show, so who to cares? Just
2: send me on my way.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, Well, we have a lot to talk about, so let's just get to it. Um, I will start with The Parent Trap. As a kid, I often mixed up The Parent Trap with Freaky Friday, so I was disappointed to learn that this is not the episode where Mr. Hawkins finally learns Virgil's secret identity via a wacky father-son body swap experience. Oh, and it turns out The Parent Trap also isn't the one with the possibly sentient Volkswagen. (laughs) For a show that has nothing to do with Disney, I'm learning an awful lot about Disney today. So Static and Gear are investigating a break-in at a chemical factory, which I thought via Carl Sagan was the interior of a star, but what does that turtleneck-wearing bozo know about science? (laughs) (laughs) When I say they're investigating the break-in, what I mean is that they're going in after the cops, spotting the extremely obvious-to-the-naked-eye things like giant footprints, and making observations like, That footprint is giant! I remind you that Richie was allegedly granted hyper intelligence via the same means that gave Virgil command over electricity, and this manifests itself as a foot was here. <laughs> Idiot probably doesn't even realize that one set of giant footprints is where Jesus was carrying the chemical thief. The two of them head back to their gas station, where they remove their masks and are immediately spotted by Shebang, who came over to play Nintendo or whatever the hell kids played at each other's houses in 2003. Game Gear? Richie Foley and Virgil Hawkins high school superheroes she exclaims who would have guessed everyone should have guessed by this point Shanice is here because her parents have gone missing from witness relocation how could she even tell and she wants to enlist Static's help in finding them and Gear will also be there whether she likes it or not I can't imagine she does So after some sleuthing, i.e. going to a hotel room and looking around, which is admittedly a step up from noticing an impossible-to-ignore footprint, they encounter a monstrous fellow in a lab coat who really looks like his wife should have a signed photo of him in her house. (laughs) See Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Issue 6 to understand this reference, true believers. The monstrous fellow in question is Dr. Koenig, which everyone pronounces Koenig, but we Star Trek fans know it's definitely Koenig. You shouldn't say things like Walter Koenig is a bad actor and should be ashamed of himself <laughs> if you don't even know how to say Koenig correctly. Koenig is a mad scientist like Shanice's parents, and he's kidnapped them to help, him turn, help them turn him into not a monster. This would be as good time as any to point out that he now calls himself Heavy Man. Because, well, even Richie can work this one out, probably. Static fights him while uh, Richie works on disarming the exploding collars around Shanice's parents' necks. He doesn't manage to fuck this up, and Shanice's parents' brains aren't splattered on the wall of the mad science lab, which I think is the nicest thing I've ever said about Richie. I wouldn't get used to that if I were you.
2: No, I have stuff about Richie in the very next episode. Actually, I have stuff about Richie right now. Which oh, is, what do you got? Uh, the bit where, <laughs> that very bit where he is uh, trying to decode the messi- the uh, the combination on Shanice's parents' uh, uh, collars... Mm-hmm. Uh, basically involves him plugging them into Backpack and then watching as it tries all the combinations very, very fast. And then Shanice goes, "You, I need to help. And Richie goes, don't, I've got this handled. And then sits back and continues to watch Backpack do all the work.
0: Well, that is effectively my bad thing.
2: Oh, shit, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's fine. That's embarrassing, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no,
0: no, we've done this to each other from time to time. It's not a big deal. No, the thing is, it, it speaks to the larger point, which is I noticed in this episode before it started, in the credits, every useful thing Richie does in that little montage Mm -hmm. is actually done by the backpack named Backpack. Mm -hmm. And the same is true of this actual episode. Like, he could send the backpack named Backpack out with Static and then just stay home to watch the Dukes of Hazzard with his racist dad. (laughs) He Like, all he did was build a little robot that that solves all his problems for him. He doesn't really do anything.
2: It's like, I I started building this backpack to give to Virgil so that he could have, like, crime-fighting equipment. And then I thought... What if I didn't give him this gift? What if I had the gift, and then I could go on adventures? What
0: if I made myself the shittiest superhero costume ever?
2: And gave myself the shittiest superhero name? Mm,
0: I'd say it's about middle of the pack for this show. This show doesn't have a lot of great, like, static's okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, I mean, heavy man? Come on.
2: I did not know that his name was Heavy Man until I, you said that. I thought that was a joke.
0: I feel like we're in Chompus territory here. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me because I love Trump's territory. <laughs> <laughs> because uh I I don't think they said it in the episode. I think it was either in the credits or I don't know, it was in the wiki. Mm-hmm. So uh but uh I I don't remember anyone saying Heavy Man out loud because uh, Heavy Man.
2: Why would they? He's Watch a heavy out. Man. It's Watch out. It's Heavy Man. The mm-hmm. heaviest man.
0: I mean, this show is obviously like takes some inspiration from pop music and, and, uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, hip hop and stuff like that. You at least call him Heavy D, which was the name of a rapper. Yep. But they did not.
2: No, this is Heavy Man. The, the, the heavy man that, uh, Marty was always talking about in Back to the Future.
0: Oh, this is Heavy Man. Yeah. There's no comma there. We always thought it was, but. No, it's just Heavy Man. Yeah. No, I just, like, Richie. <sighs> I know we, we rag on him a lot, but it's because he's terrible. hmm
2: And we will continue to do so for as long as we have to think about him.
0: Yeah. And, um, Heavy Man, uh, <laughs> also, by the way, voiced by, um, oh, God. Ron Perlman. Perlman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was much better as Clayface, I have to say. Yep. Or he Heavy was, Hellboy. He was fine here. <laughs> right. Uh, what was your bad thing since uh... we yeah, so Virgil uses
2: his electricity powers to uh, digitally uh, sculpt apparently heavy man. I heard his name is Conan. Well,
0: you heard you heard Konig mm-hmm. when they meant Koenig.
2: Yep. Uh, so basically, they're looking at like an old picture of like this is Shanice's uh, parents and all of the guys that they, that work mm-hmm. together on their science project. Yeah, their
0: graduating class of mad scientists.
2: And Virgil goes, "Hang on." wait a minute, this guy looks familiar. And then he uses his electric powers to basically change the guy's face into the, into the rock monster. Mm-hmm. And goes, aha!
0: Yeah, he Virgil. treats the uh, computer monitor like one of those Wooly willy dolls. Yeah, or, exactly. you know, Vir- uh, uh, not dolls, but you know what I mean.
2: Virgil, you can do that to literally anybody. It's like...
0: Yeah. You wait just a minute. drew if, a face on him. If I drew glasses and a mustache on him, he looks like Groucho Marx. Yes, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> That's why they call them Groucho glasses. That's why he was called Groucho Man. Mm-hmm. The heaviest Groucho there was. Uh, he would not belong to a supervillain club that would have him as a member. <laughs> uh. no, you're, you're not wrong. Also, they talk about doing an internet search. Like they, They're doing a pretty good job of early 2000s trying to use the tech that was available. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Like No other DC show we've covered realizes the internet exists and uses it in a way that actually exists. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, Batman will... Learn some very implausible thing with the computer that might be connected to things, and it's like, how mm-hmm. how did that happen? Mm-hmm. But uh,
2: Robin, I'm using something called MySpace.
0: Batman, this show's made in 1992. What is that? <laughs> ah, shit. I guess we know how ago it
2: is now. Finally, hang on a second. What was Maggie looking at uh, in 1992 on the internet? Well,
0: you would have been nine years old, so.
2: Uh... T- t- Gosh, Batman, this is a, sh- a whole lot of erotic uh, Ranma one-half fan fiction that she definitely shouldn't have been reading at the time.
0: <laughs> well. But uh, they said they're going to do an internet search, and all I was thinking was, what the, it's 2002 or 2003 or whatever. What are you looking at, Hotbot, Alta Vista? Mm-hmm.
2: You can't even ask Jeeves yet.
0: Dogpile? Mm-hmm. Uh, ask Jeeves, one of the greatest uh, plot points in Better Call Saul, by the way. <laughs> that delighted me so much. Oh. <sighs> Because the whole show takes place in, like, the flashback of, like, 2008 or whenever mm-hmm. it is, like, did someone finds some key information using Ask... I'm not going to spoil it because it just ended. Yeah. But uh, using Ask Jeeves, and it... Oh, that delighted me so much. All of you should watch that show. Of course. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the thing with the picture, and I, and this is a bit of a nitpicky thing, but uh, he does the zoom in and enhance thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, it's 2003. You're probably on dial-up. That picture is probably about 100 pixels by 100 pixels. If you zoom in, it's just going to look like squares.
2: Well, I'm sure they can just have Virgil say he used his electricity powers to make his modem better. Okay. I would have loved that back then.
0: Honestly, I might buy that versus some of the other things we've expect, been expected to believe.
2: Well, it's this ep- This is the episode where he uses his electricity to scan for fingerprints, I believe.
0: Uh-huh. And What? Now, uh, a friend of ours who's actually been on the show before, uh, J.R., mm-hmm. uh, uh, chimed in about last week's episode and said, uh, you guys didn't understand how he used his electricity to get through the plastic army men. And the thing is, plastic can conduct a tiny bit of electricity. All he needed to do was amp up the juice. And okay, mm. fair point. I, okay, that is not one example of of when uh, Virgil has used his powers for very dubious purposes. But there are so many other values. Oh,
2: yeah. Let me uh, use my powers. Maybe I could pick up some prints. Excuse me? How?
0: <laughs> I would even buy if the police had some kind of, you know, early digital collection mm-hmm. thing. And he's like, if I zap this, I can give it more power and make it better. But uh, okay, that's 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 borderline. But I'll buy that.
2: But he just shoots beams out.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, got a beam Ma- beam.
2: Magic beams.
0: Got a beam beam. Got a beam beam.
2: I sold my cow for some magic beams.
0: Hmm. I'd much rather a cow be his sidekick than Richie
2: uh yes mm-hmm. <laughs> Static uh, shock and static cow
0: yeah of course uh what was your good thing
2: uh let's see it is uh yeah, I don't have a whole lot for this episode uh, but I am pleased by the idea of shebang returning on the regular yeah and let me just see, like they make a big deal out of it at the no, end Oh at the end he like, says Welcome uh, to the team yeah exactly. Whenever you're in town, I'm like, yeah, man, I'll take the three of these guys, and then maybe Richie could fall down some stairs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean,
0: even even if Richie's got to be around, at least three of them, like at least two cool people kind of mm-hmm. balance him out. It's like Justice League, we have to have Flash, but the other six are cool, so it's okay. Yeah.
2: So let me just see. Let's just check the wiki and see how many more episodes she appears in. And uh, it's one. Great.
0: Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, there's an episode coming up entitled She Back
2: which is pretty good honestly. Yeah, we were
0: when, when we were talking before the show I said that and you laughed cuz I think you thought I made that up. But yep. No, it's a that good is title of, That is the name of the episode, She Back. Mm-hmm. She Back. <laughs> that is better than The Parent Trap.
2: Uh it's much better than The Parent Trap. This is another one of the ones that it's just like, yeah, it's a movie title. Don't yeah, worry about it.
0: There's a whole run of these that are just movie titles, which is is kind of cute in a way, I guess. It's mm-hmm. it's like the way they use music. I like where you're coming from, but it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Points for trying, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I like I like stuff like uh, like Shack or not sh- Static in Africa. Jesus, man. Yeah.
0: Well, there was the there was a Static Shack. Yeah, That's also
2: very good. good. Yeah.
0: No, I I like me a good dumb pun title.
2: Yeah, but just like, and this is the parent trap because it's what if her parents were trapped?
0: But also, they did a League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, a there's a bunch is coming of coming up. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, my good thing. Mm-hmm. Shanice threatens to out Virgil and Richie as superheroes if they don't back off, like, when she realizes, oh, my parents might actually be in trouble, please don't endanger them. And as much as we're both extremely tired of the whole secret identity thing, I feel like we brought this up once or twice, this was actually a solid argument in favor of them keeping the secret. Though... Now that I think about it, it's also an argument in favor of not having it at all. Then nobody could hold it over their heads. I retract my good thing. (laughs) Let's go with. I thought this was a good way to bring Shebang back. Like they've they well established that her parents are mad scientists. That's Mm -hmm. how they made her. So it's it's not a reach to assume they cross paths with other less reputable mad scientists. Like this is sometimes it's like uh, we wanted to bring her back, so uh, we'll just invent some ridiculous implausible thing
2: going to Virgil's school now. There yeah, we go.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what they did with Daisy. Although, in mm-hmm. fairness, Daisy's school blew up, so bringing I her mean, into that school kind of made sense.
2: Yeah, exactly. When your school explodes, you have to go to a different school.
0: Yeah, because your school is gone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless
2: you're, you attend Wayside School, and then when it falls down, you just have to wait for them to put it back up. I don't know what that is. That's okay.
0: All right. Uh what else? Oh there was a there's a moment when she catches them and they reach for their masks and they put on the wrong mask. I thought that Uh, was cute. That's cute. Yeah. Like that's you know, low hanging fruit, but that's okay.
2: Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um
2: Let's see here.
0: What else? Uh, she talks about having a webcam chat with her parents which 20 years early I thought that was pretty good. Yeah,
2: very uh, very ahead of her time. You, th- clearly these people are mad scientists.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a weird runner that I didn't realize was a runner mm. of Richie being dumped into dumpsters. <laughs> and I noticed it in this one because he says why is it always a dumpster? And I'm like Well, that's where you belong, but is it? And then it happens in another one of the episodes we watched this week, so uh, Mm -hmm. I guess it is always dumpsters.
2: Yeah, you're trash and you belong in the trash. Yeah,
0: exactly. You belong in a garbage can.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Garbage can. Mm -hmm. Richie also uh, steals heavy man in... Uh, some kind of uh, concrete sealant and then Mm -hmm. goes, ha ha, you'll never escape. That stuff's, that stuff's as strong as concrete. And I go, Richie, you boob, you just saw him break out of concrete. That's the thing he does. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I thought at the end, I thought they were going for the same ending they had in that horrible ending of the, uh, and I, by horrible, I mean, horrifying, not Mm -hmm. badly written uh, episode of Batman beyond where the dude kept falling until he got to the center of the earth. Yep. 'Cause I thought that's what was gonna happen to him. He's just getting more and more dense and he would just yep. fall through, but but they he was carted off by presumably shady government men to be stuck. Oh yeah.
2: Well they've gotta you know, they've gotta keep him in a box next to the Zeta Project until the Zeta Project escapes and then they send him after the Zeta Project.
0: That's him being heavy and wandering. Around. I
2: hear extremely heavy footsteps.
0: hmm <laughs> Moving very slowly, and as a robot I have uh <laughs> highly advanced uh uh reflexes so let's go
2: mm-hmm. damn it i i just watched that guy wander around with this like doosh, 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 mm-hmm. like smashing through it's like god this sounds like feels like a real pain in the ass
0: yeah no kidding well that's why he wanted to be cured mm-hmm. also he doesn't have a nose
2: yeah that too he spent a lot of time uh looking for his nose
0: mm-hmm. well that's how Shanice remembered him he they played got your nose when mm-hmm. uh, when she was a kid no, I, I I had this note like, oh he's wandering around like some kind of the thing and mm-hmm. then later on he bursts through the wall. He's like, oh now he's upgraded to some kind of Kool-Aid man.
2: Yep. He's been Kool-Aid man, he's been the thing, he was uh the lizard.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else?
2: Uh yeah, this is, and I say this rarely, some of the ugliest goddamn power armor I've ever seen in this episode.
0: <laughs> I disagree. Because it wasn't power armor, it was like um forklift suits like an alien.
2: Yeah, load... Uh, yeah, loaders. Lifters. Yeah.
0: I like those. Like, because they're not meant to be cool or, like, give you powers. They're meant to... It's like a forklift that you can wear. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but Ripley looked cool in hers. Well. These Ripley. guys look like dorks.
0: Yeah. But they are dorks. They're scientists. They are dorks.
2: So, you know what? Fair. Yeah. I did like their very uh scientisty scientist uh uh lab coats. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just the, um, the like, lab coats. They have, like, the thing that, like, seals up with, like, the high neck. Yeah. You that's think... your mad scientist lab coat.
0: You think they wore those while they were in witness protection, pretending mm-hmm. not to be them?
2: <laughs> they were pretending to be sane scientists.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I thought I saw them. It looks exactly mm-hmm. like them, but uh, yep. no, these scientists are uh, sane. So No, no.
2: Check out, check out the color.
0: Completely mm-hmm. sane. Yeah, well, that's fair. hmm Keep looking.
2: Yep. Sorry.
0: All right. Anything else?
2: Uh, I think that's it.
0: All right. Well, my quote is just Mm -hmm. Virgil telling Richie to knock it off with his stupid jokes. Yep. Getting close. Roger. Commence evasive maneuver. I wish you'd stop that. That I agree. Yep. All right. Uh... Second of three. Why don't you tell us what happens in flashback?
2: All right. So it's the fifth anniversary of Virgil's mom's death, as well as the fabled Dakota City riots and the unveiling of the new Virgil's mom memorial statue to celebrate the first responders and also the troops, probably. And Sharon is wondering why Virgil is so down in the dumps. Probably misses his old glasses. (laughs) Anyway, Virgil's on an I miss my dead mom mope trip when he and Richie encounter a young girl named Nina being chased by Ebon. And Ebon, I don't want to criticize you, but if you travel through shadows, you shouldn't be having such a hard time with a girl who can travel through running. (laughs) Virgil and Richie rescue Nina, who reveals that she has the bang baby. Ugh. Power to travel through time, and Ebon wants to use it to have never have started his terrible gang. (laughs) A noble goal indeed, but not one worth kidnapping someone over. Anyway, Richie does some research on Nina, and the next thing you know, he's given her a costume, yay, the superhero named Time Zone, boo, and a TV remote that lets her travel through time. That one's kind of a draw, I guess. Virgil instantly decides to use Nina's power to go back in time and save his mom from, from dying. Virgil. Buddy, I I gotta stop you there. A superhero traveling back in time to save his mother's life is exactly how we got Flashpoint, the New 52, and Ezra Miller having a career. Do you want things to get better for Ezra Miller? No! Nobody wants that! Anyway, they go back in time and Ebon follows them, but also then they get separated because we still need to fill, like, ten minutes of this episode. Ebon finds Nina again and re-kidnaps her so so that he can steal a truckload of Bang Baby formula. Ugh, while you're back in time, maybe think of a better name than Bang Babies. Like, at this point, anything up to and including the term fuck-shitters would be <laughs> Once he steals it, he can use it to make more and additional fuck-shitters for his stupid, stupid gang. Meanwhile, Virgil tracks down his mom and saves her from being Buster Keaton to death. <laughs> he tells her that he's static and begs her not to go out and get killed tonight, and then heads off to stop Ebon. Virgil's mom stays on the safe roof for exactly ten seconds before she has to go save a busload of kids from exploding. What a hero. She deserves a statue five years from now. Virgil and Richie defeat Ebon and save Nina before heading back to the present where Virgil discovers that his mom is still dead, but she died talking about what an amazing superhero her son is. What a weird last thing to say and indeed have inscribed upon your tombstone. Oh, well. Meanwhile, Nina goes back in time and stops herself from ever getting powers and also existing, which is good, I guess. Richie says it's good and he seems to know what he's talking about.
0: That's the nicest thing you've ever said about Richie.
2: Yeah, it's a great episode for Richie, I suppose.
0: Richie, honestly, in this one, Richie gets his uh, uh, crazy genius thing where he starts uh, scrolling formulas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And while I don't love that, it is a detail that reminds you that this is a power and not just a thing he does. Yeah, he's
2: not just the smart kid. This is actually my quote, I believe. Oh,
0: well, uh, let's let's just play that here then. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? He's figuring out something he can build to help you. No way. Do you think he really can? He fixed our toaster. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I liked that. But and so, yeah, Richie not terribly annoying in this one. Yeah, you know he's not great, but uh, you know he could be worse.
2: Uh, t- he certainly can. He's proven it to us numerous times. Oh yeah, but
0: this is primarily a Virgil story, and the story sensibly stays with him. Yeah, I appreciate good. that. You know, this, we've
2: never touched like his mom's been mentioned a lot, but like we've never seen her, so this was
0: good. No, and actually, uh, I had a great hey, it's that guy, mm. uh, Al- Alfre Woodard. I think I'm saying her name correctly. Uh, did his mom's voice. She was uh, Lily in Star Trek First Contact.
2: Oh, yeah. She was great in First among
0: Contact. Among many, many other things. She's been in a million, like, she's been uh, one of those actors that works their asses off for sure. years. But, uh, you know, we've covered all of Star Trek, so we know, like, we know mm-hmm. her best from that. And, yeah, she was a fantastic choice. Very good. Yeah. Um. And it was, yeah, it was good to see her. And it mm-hmm. was good to, like, this is a very, very cliched sci-fi story. This I oh, have yeah. access to time travel. I'm going to use it to bring back the, the one I loved who died, you know, like un- an untimely death. But I don't know, because I care about this character, I was still really invested in this, even well, though I've yeah. seen this a thousand times.
2: Yeah. Well like you know, it's like I said before, I like Virgil like yeah. I like this is an important episode for him. We've seen how much his mother's death has affected him before.
0: Yeah, he hasn't gotten over that like like his his um sister and dad mm-hmm. are doing their best to cope and move on and he we dealt with this in a previous episode. He's got a real problem like he he's he's having a hard time moving on.
2: Well and in this episode he talks about how like it's been so long he doesn't really remember what she looks like anymore
0: well and that's a that's a real thing that that you know grief like people dealing with grief deal with especially when you're young and you absolutely like he's what 15 or 16 now which means five years ago he would have been like 10 yeah yeah something that happened when you were 10 you, you worry you might not remember it later yeah like absolutely I, that's valid that is absolutely valid mmm I mean, you and I don't remember the episodes we watched last week. No, which is much
2: more uh, tragic than a parent dying.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I assume. hmm Um, my bad thing, though. Yes. This was a Virgil-heavy episode, and I'm glad, and we focused mm-hmm. on him, and it was very important, but Time Zone, mm-hmm. terrible name, incidentally. Thanks, Richie. I, I pointed that out before I realized you put that in your summary, which well. <laughs> we're usually on the same page with these things.
2: Clearly uh, spent more than uh, exactly five minutes thinking about it.
0: That's way lo- like you and I just mm-hmm. sitting here spitballing could come up with five better names in 30 seconds. I bet. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to do it, but no, but we, we could. could. Yeah, because now that I've said that and I've put us on the spot, there's no way we will. But mm-hmm. uh, under normal circumstances, we could. But I would she- call her
2: time bandit.
0: That is better, but she doesn't steal things.
2: Well, then she should.
0: Well, all right. You give her a little domino mask and the uh, story writes itself. Yeah. And then uh, Ebon, instead of knocking her out, i will just assume he's on. she's on his team. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But I, I felt like she was more of a prop than a character. Boy, she sure was. Like, everything that happened here could have happened if Ebon had stolen a time machine from, like, Alva's lab or whatever. Yep. There's nothing about her at all. Mm-hmm. She does the sacrifice thing at the end, but that could just as easily have been the time machine blew up, so we can't go back in time anymore.
2: Yeah. Like... Like, I appreciate them wanting to introduce, like, another, like, superhero character, especially another female character. Yeah. But, like, you know, she doesn't matter at all. No.
0: Richie invents a device to take advantage of her powers Mm -hmm. and takes all the agency away from her because he controls it now, not her. Which, okay, that's not even a diss at Richie this time. Mm -hmm. It's just they didn't really think that through in terms of you've given our characters access to this device, but it's a person. Yeah. Yeah. She it, you know, eh.
2: she even has the line at one point, hey, don't you want to ask me what, what I think about the, all this? And it kind of feels like, no, they actually would prefer that they didn't have to do that.
0: Yeah, no, they just said, time machine, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, to be fair, that would be my first thought, too. Mm-hmm. But hopefully there'd be some filtering between that and me actually acting on anything.
2: It's like, it would be impolite to just demand that this that this girl take me back in time for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. To send a fax from my car, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, What was your bad thing?
2: So I'll basically defend Sharon for anything, but going, Mm -hmm. why is Virgil so pissy today on the fifth anniversary of our mother's death? It's a bit of a weird take.
0: You're not wrong. You're absolutely (laughs) not wrong. That said, he has, like, it's five years later, and he's Mm -hmm. still just as sad as it happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. Like, she and her dad have have moved on, and he's still, he doesn't want to talk about it. No. You're still like, you're still completely right to call out the fact that she's being very insensitive about Mm. this. But (laughs) Verge, buddy, this isn't healthy. You need to cry. You need to get mad, whatever it is you need Mm. to do so that you can five years on talk about this sometime. You know, like it's going to come up from time to time. You can't just shut down anytime it comes up. You know,
2: this is like the second or third time that we've seen Mr. Hawkins go, you know, I always thought that he dealt with it and I don't think he ever really did.
0: Oh, well. Oh, well, I, a social worker who deals with troubled children every day, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do anything to help. <sighs> I mean,
2: I do social work all day. I don't want to have to do it when I get home. Yeah, from
0: all right, that's a fair point.
2: Also, I make really good money doing this. Like, Does he? I doubt I it. can't
0: imagine he does.
2: I mean, he... they did just get like, what, $10 million? So I hopefully oh, he gave himself a bit of a raise. Hopefully.
0: I don't think he's the boss of the whole place. I think he just, you know.
2: Oh well, I hope that his boss then gave him gave him a decent raise for it. I
0: hope so too. They did just take a trip to Africa, Mm -hmm. so they've got some money.
2: Yeah, but they also made a point of saying they've been saving that for as long as Sharon has been alive. So,
0: well, yeah, and um, uh, Gene, the mother, was uh, an emergency worker, and I don't Mm. think they make a ton of money. I could be wrong.
2: If there's one thing I know, it's that if you're willing to throw your life away to help people, you will not get paid very well for well,
0: it. Well, right, exactly. These two, these two people are, like, selfless. You know, they're doing jobs that, that help people, that help the community. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they probably don't get paid shit, just like a teacher.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Ugh. And Sweet.
0: I wasn't trying to kiss up to you, the teacher's daughter. I'm just saying. like that's, mm-hmm. I've always felt that way.
2: <laughs> I mean, I also agree with that. Yeah. Every time I see a teacher strike, I'm like, good.
0: Yep. Oh, there was one here where I live, like at the beginning of the school year, the kids yeah. didn't go to school. Cause, yep. Yeah,
2: good. Good. Get paid.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, what was your. They're going to have to buy in their own fucking pencils and shit. Uh, Fuck that.
0: Yeah, no, that's the worst. You kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but this episode uh-huh. that we're talking about of Static yes. Shock, the television show that we're watching. Uh,
2: speaking of uh, Gene Hawkins, the yes. uh, badass. She's uh, an EMT, right?
0: Uh, I think so, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so she's on screen for maybe three minutes and shows herself to be an absolute goddamn badass. I mm-hmm. love her. And you yep. know what? Good for her. The fact that she's like, Virgil uh, uh, Virgil comes from the future mm-hmm. and is like, listen, just stay on the roof. Clearly you're going to die tonight and I don't want that to happen. Like, I'm not going to say it to you, but it's the easiest thing in the world for you to figure
0: out. He does say you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Which is close enough.
2: Yeah. And she's on that roof for five seconds before it's like, you've got to do it like some kids are in danger. Well, Mm -hmm. I can't have kids be in danger.
0: No. And my first thought was she got killed by a collapsing, burning building. That's not what we were told. We were told she was killed by gang violence. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, what killed her was going back down to help those kids. Yeah. And probably getting shot, getting caught in the crossfire or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's got a bit of that, like, preordained time travel And thing.
0: I, you know, I don't mind that because they didn't underline it and call attention to it. It's mm. just like, oh, yeah, it probably was.
2: Which they do do when they blow up the uh, abandoned gas station of Solitude back when it was a functioning gas station. Of yeah, Solitude. they
0: made it abandoned by, yeah, that was, yeah. I did like the superhero thing. Like, yeah, it was a little awkward, but it was mm. like, I don't know. Superhero is one of those things that you say about people you like sometimes, like Rockstar. Yeah, yeah It's not too kid. out of place. Like if she said uh, our kids a real superhero, mm-hmm. Robert. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. Um, but yeah, you see where Virgil gets, uh, like he gets he clearly gets his social conscience from his parents, and he yeah. clearly gets that that heroism from, yeah. from from at least his mom. But I I feel like his dad's like that too. Oh yeah. Like he's definitely putting himself at risk dealing with with some of the more dangerous kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you know.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice, and it's not. It it
0: was great to see the moment, you know, that you're that you're expecting her saying that she's proud of him. Mm-hmm. That was sweet. That was yeah. very sweet. I might have teared up a little.
2: A little bit, just a touch.
0: Yep. Um. Let's see. My good thing. Yeah. Is. I have not had a lot to say about the sound design on the show. Like, you know, that's, that's one of my things I like. Oh yeah. I like the voice acting and I like, like, uh, you know, uh, effects and, and music and all that stuff. And this show, mostly disappointment, but while they're time traveling, they do this echo effect where, and you really have to listen for it, but he says a whole sentence mm-hmm. and the last word echoes the first word of the sentence. So it's like. It's an echo, but it's an echo sort of in reverse. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it kind of messed with my head because I'm like, "Why is that echo off?" And then I listen to the next line, and it's like, "Oh, it's because the echo is like going backwards." Yeah,
2: that's the the time travel effect. That's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah, it was neat. I like that. Um, what else? Let's. Uh, this here. was another instance of Richie being in a dumpster, so mm-hmm.
2: where he belongs again. Yeah. Uh, I also, speaking of the time travel effect, there's that crackly spiderweb effect on it, and it's also very cool. Yeah,
0: that was pretty good.
2: Just good uh, good time travel stuff all around. It
0: was like the, um, the sort of crackly dome that goes around the Terminator.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: But different enough that it's not like, oh, they're just doing the Terminator thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they don't do uh do time travel naked for one thing, which mm-hmm. is a plus.
0: Yeah. I need your clothes and uh, your bike. <laughs> Also, I say this every single week, but seriously, Phil Lamar, fucking, mm-hmm. if he didn't get all the prizes for this show, then why do we give prizes out at all? Like, yeah, just I the, don't... the emotion in his voice, the sadness, and the and the like, the hope, and the mm-hmm. like, all the like, there's a lot of shit to play in this one. Yeah, and he really nailed it as ever. So good. Uh, what else? Um, this
2: episode ends with the uh the remote control they use to uh. To time travel, running out of juice. Mm-hmm. Gosh, if only there was someone on the team who could use, who could charge things.
0: They did say at the beginning that uh, it it doesn't respond well to electricity, and he says that after handing it to Static,
2: mm-hmm. Richie. Here, hold this. It doesn't respond well to electricity. What the?
0: Why? Then you're giving it to me, the man made of electricity. You Don't, idiot.
2: Didn't we just establish you have a huge brain?
0: Hmm?
2: <laughs> <Ha-ba>. <laughs>
0: Also, uh, when they said they were going back in time to the uh, to the riots, I'm like, if they're going back to the fucking Bell riots, like, <laughs> <laughs> go eat some batteries about it. Ah.
2: Oh god, hat guys here.
0: Oh no. <clears throat> um, what else? Oh, they did a thing that really kind of annoyed me, which is, and they've done this a couple of times when when Richie starts spouting off really advanced stuff that comes from his genius brain, mm-hmm. and Virgil's like, what? And yeah, it's like it's stuff you like we established in the first episode that Virgil is a science nerd. He's a smart yeah. kid. Yeah, he understands a lot of the stuff. He might just not know how to do the practical part of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's just they're doing that thing where it's like Marty and Doc, where it's like, yeah, like talking over his head. And I just Doc, don't buy it. Slow with down.
2: No. Well, and like the thing is, with Richie, having the giant science brain like you can get into like him having like like super technical stuff that like yeah. no one understands.
0: But the stuff he was saying was just like sort of standard level, like sci-fi technobabble. It wasn't anything too crazy. Yeah. So anyway, anything else?
2: That's everything I got.
0: Very well. Well, then I am excited to move on to Blast from the Past, which I'm, yeah, very happy about. Okay. Virgil's doing some community service down at the Senior Center because he's a good kid. And also because reading old comics out loud apparently counts as community service. The comics in question involve an almost impossibly funky superhero from the 60s called Soul Power, who's like, imagine if Static went back in time and convinced Luke Cage to take a vacation so he could take over for a while? Sweet Christmas indeed. Mm -hmm. Virgil gets called away on a robot-related emergency, and while he's changing into his Static outfit, one of the old dudes he was reading to follows him to the roof and catches him in mid-costume change. Relax, sucker, says the kindly old man. I ain't no jive turkey. I knew you were Static because, uh... Uh, By pure coincidence, I happen to be the actual superhero you were just reading about in that old comic. Also, I have the same powers you have. This is also a coincidence. Maybe don't think about it that much. (laughs) And the old man is right. Let's not try to unravel this one with logic because it is amazing. And if you don't understand why a static teams up with an aging legacy hero from the groovy ages is amazing, I'm not sure that anything I say is ever going to make sense to you. Soul Power has brought himself out of retirement because he recognized the robots that Virgil's about to fight as being the property of his old nemesis, Professor Menace. (laughs) Which triggers some pulp-as-hell flashbacks to a young Soul Power fighting a cackling mad scientist in a kick-ass lab with an army of killer robots. Then I squealed with delight and clapped my hands. That didn't happen in the episode, but it is an accurate summary of the experience of watching it with me. Mm -hmm. Seriously, the only thing that could make this one better is if Richie didn't appear at all and, uh, well, listener... I'm pleased to report to you that this is exactly the case. It's really too bad that we have 13 episodes to go because this is absolutely peak static shock right here. Static and Soul Power are joined by Sparky, Soul Power's former sidekick, and the three of them soon realize that Professor Menace is still very much alive and up to something menacing. Turns out he's building a weather control machine like a proper motherfucking supervillain. You hear that hot soup? This is how a villain acts, you Frankfurter-tossing moron. Ha <laughs> ha then they confront his aesthetically flawless lair, and uh, shit gets seriously funky. The day is saved, the landing is stuck, and I am very much reminded that the show was absolutely worth every minute of substandard animation, occasionally lazy writing, and even fucking Richie, because they delivered this, a flawless piece of animated entertainment. Like, I'm not even sure why we're going to bother discussing it now, because there's really nothing left to say, so, uh, twa-la, I guess?
2: Yeah, see ya, folks.
0: Uh, no, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this was it perfect! It was so fucking... Good. Oh my god. Like and and I was talking about this on on Twitter a little bit today. I the fact that the two episodes that I've responded to very well are Virgil meeting superheroes that are quintessentially black. Like mm-hmm. in in the first case steeped in like African mythology and mm-hmm. here from a very specific subculture from our own history here. Like yeah. like these are characters that could only be black and he looks up to them and learns mm-hmm. things from them and it's like yeah the show's using his unique identity to tell a story that can only be told with this character and yeah. it's amazing
2: absolutely absolutely
0: and the it's like i'm the whitest guy you'll ever meet but mm-hmm. the blacker this show gets the more i like it because yeah, and I, that's what makes it different you yeah, know
2: absolutely and it's like it's going through like all of the sort of more generic episodes that you're yeah. just like you know whatever the, yeah. it's just like like look how good this show can get. Yes. When it like when it is what it's supposed to be, you know? Like this yeah. feels like what Dwayne McDuffie wanted when Yeah, like, he and the and the, the, the artist that came up with it. Yeah, yeah, the other person I can never remember the name of. Yep. But like like this is what it's supposed to be, you know?
0: Yep. It feels like that, yeah. Yeah. Like he can have some standard superhero adventures too, and of course yeah. he teams up with Batman and Superman or whatever. Mm. That's fine. But this is this is the show to me. Yeah. And I loved it so much. Mm. And I loved He's done so many team-ups now. Like about a third of the episodes are him teaming up with some older, more experienced superhero. And mm-hmm. the vibe We're is back. a little different every time. Mm-hmm. This time, he he doesn't really respect the old man at first because mm-hmm. all his shit's outdated. And to him, all this like 60s drive talk is real corny. And the guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but then he comes to respect him. Which is it's... different than Immediately loving a and it's mm-hmm. different than being in awe and and a little bit of fear of Batman, and you yep. know, like it's a it's a new spin once again, and I love yeah.
2: that. It's it's so fun watching the two of them interact with each other.
0: Yeah, it's very much like a buddy cop movie for a while. Yeah, like, and the, me
2: going like, "What are you talking about, Virgil? This is the coolest guy you've ever met."
0: He he walks into the the greatest set, like the greatest background this show yep. has created. The um the, a bit, the well, actually, this this ties into my quote, oh, which is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What is it? The Power Pad is what he calls it. And uh, Virgil calls him out on it and says this. Hey, why'd you give this place a lame name like the Power Pad?
1: Hey, it was cool in the 60s. Why? Where do you hang out?
0: The abandoned gas station of solitude. Oh, yeah. That sounds much better. And, uh, yeah, like, I think Power Pad is an amazing name for it, first of all. Yep. (laughs)
2: Looks amazing, too. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, so you 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 got to hear uh, Soul Power's voice there. That is uh, none other than Brock Peters, Woo. who we know through Star Trek as mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joseph Sisko, yep. Also as Admiral Cartwright from Star Trek Six, and kind of kind of ties into your good thing.
2: I mean, like my good thing is Brock Peters kicking five fla- flavors of ass as Soul Power. Mm-hmm. He is so fucking good as this guy.
0: Well, you like, buy that he's old, but you also buy that he's still got some some life in him.
2: Oh yeah. He's got that like, yeah, no, I'm eighty, but I could still kick your ass.
0: Yeah, he's kinda like um uh Grandpa Simpson looking for the uh the hellfish bonanza.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Tell it to me in Simpsons, Liz Lemon.
2: <laughs> I mean, listen. Yeah, I know works no he's
0: just he's so good
2: yeah he is just i've I've always loved that that and yeah
0: much like Alfred woodard like he's you really know him as a hundred thousand things those are the things Mm -hmm. we know him from he was also the voice of darth vader in the radio adaptations of star wars the official ones back in the day like so (laughs) james earl jones and then if you can't get james earl jones call this guy so that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty high praise too
2: yeah he'll do a great job
0: yeah also, by the way, uh, Professor Menace is played by Terrence Stamp, who you mm-hmm. might know better as General Motherfucking Zod.
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Which was a great pull in an episode where he's nowhere near the focus. <laughs> Here's the villain who will appear for a couple of minutes and, you know, whatever. But it's not really about him. But uh, you know what? Let's get one of the great uh, mm-hmm. supervillains from film history in the last 30 years to be in this. How about that? <laughs>
2: Come, son of Mister
0: Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> kneel before me, son of Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. Do, he don't kneel. Nobody fool. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. do the jive talk without worrying. I'm sounding racist. I'm really. I'm really worried about that. But I uh, mean,
2: I absolutely appreciate that, especially the amount of time when we spend bagging on Richie for doing basically. Yeah, the same exactly.
0: Thing. No, I'm just quoting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a lot of holding your fist up and going right on, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so great. Yep. Um the, the bit where
2: they where uh uh Soul Power brings out his car mm-hmm. and Virgil goes what's this old jalopy and I go are you kidding me yeah. Do you not see the fist on the on the on the trunk? Good God, this is the coolest automobile I've ever seen.
0: I love there are obvious hints to the fact that he was not just a straight up like defending the people superhero, but mm-hmm. that he did some real social justice stuff. Yeah. And they don't get into it because it's kid's show and also you know, you don't want to scare the, the people away or whatever. Yeah. But like the fact that there was some trappings of like uh, Black Panther type stuff, mm-hmm. like the fist, yeah. On there, And the fact that he says to his sidekick, who is now an executive, I did what I did so that people like you could get jobs like this, yep. clearly indicated that he wasn't just kicking supervillains asses, that he was mm-hmm. also like trying to make things better for his people. And that was yep. so great.
2: Awesome. Yep. So fucking awesome.
0: Yep. Uh, but speaking of Dr. Menace, this is uh, mm-hmm. your bad thing.
2: Yeah, I also had a hard time finding a bad thing, but um, mm-hmm. it's a good thing I didn't give a shit about the the secret identity of Dr. Menace, because that has to be the least well-kept secret I've ever seen. Golly, who could this the evil British man be?
0: <laughs> yeah, at the beginning when Virgil's reading the comics to them, uh, there's, there's a British dude standing next to Brock Peters and, and saying... Uh, Oh, I hope Soul Power gets his what for? Because I uh, don't,
2: ca- I don't care for these adventures of Soul Power. I hope that something bad happens to him. And I just
0: thought he was meant to be an old racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for this African superhero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, my bad thing. Well, I mean, I had none because uh-huh. this episode was perfect. No, I like, I had to find something, and uh, the fact that Doctor Menace's real name is Dennis. Uh huh. Come on, guys. <laughs>
2: So his real name is Dennis T. Menace. I guess
0: so. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Dennis T. Menace, you got to oh, respect the uh, the yeah. schooling. He went to, yep. you know, I almost did the fucking Austin Powers quote. He went to evil school for eight years or whatever, <laughs> but you know.
2: He went, to, he went to jail for eight years for harassing Mr. Wilson. I know that much.
0: Mm-hmm. I just hate him so much.
2: Hey, Mr.
0: Wilson. <laughs> uh... Kneel before Dennis.
2: Martha that supervillain's out front again. Be nice to him, George.
0: Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> oh man. Um so Soul Power, you could probably infer this from his name has electrical powers just like Virgil and uh, mm. you know, which which led me to think, oh, is this one of those things that Dwayne McDuffie called out where like black heroes only get like the same thing? Like, the thing I, he wrote about was them, them being on skateboards for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mean, th- it turns th- out uh, this is one of those times where the DC wakey actually came in handy. Mm. Um, this was meant to be uh, Black Lightning or Black Vulcan or whatever the fuck his name was from oh, Super Friends.
2: Oh, yeah. Black – yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I was reading about this, actually, because I was looking yeah. this up, too. And, like, so Black Lightning was the original DC character. Right. Black Vulcan was a character they invented for Super Friends right after they fired the guy who created Black Lightning. Oh,
0: I see. So they're basically the same character but just enough just different enough that they don't have to pay the guy. Yeah. And of uh
2: uh Soul Powers also uh has a similar to the original Black Lightning costume.
0: Yeah. No, and and they wanted it to be him and DC wouldn't let them. Oh, that sucks. Probably because they didn't want to pay that guy. Mhm. But it was meant to be he teams up with an old school DC superhero that you've heard of. Yeah. Which would have been a little cooler. This was still great. Mm-hmm. Also, Soul Power is a excellent name. Oh, yeah. We bag on the names because they're usually bad, but mm-hmm. Soul Power is amazing. Yeah, this rules. Also, the whole time he's calling him Sparky, I'm thinking, oh, God, is the real Sparky dead? Is this a Bucky situation? Yeah, right. And turns out, no, he's still around. He just retired. Mm-hmm.
2: Stop but, calling me Sparky. No.
0: Yeah. I thought the payoff to that was, oh, God. He lost his uh, sidekick in a in a tragic, you know, like mission, mm-hmm. and now he thinks I'm him.
2: No, he just got a job.
0: Yeah, well, you're the new Sparky, I guess.
2: Yeah, all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I
2: want to take a sec. Uh, I want to talk about the flashback. Uh, like how they do the flashbacks in this. Oh yeah, they are. So these are gorgeous. Uh, stills basically. Yep they're 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 kind of painterly um they're they all almost, black and white
0: they're they're black and white and gray they almost look like charcoal drawings or something yeah
2: like i was having trouble placing exactly what they looked like i i, they I they might were... be
0: wrong about that but it's a very distinctive style mm
2: mm-hmm. So we don't see actual flashbacks; we see like these st- these gorgeous stills while uh, uh, Soul Power sort of narrates, and it's really
0: cool. It's you, that sort of thing is usually a cost cutting measure because they can't afford to animate in a different mm-hmm. style, and maybe it was here, but they they made it work for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And yeah, like I said, it's got it's got it's about fifty percent sort of late sixties black power, like early uh, Luke Cage, that kind of that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. or like you know early uh, black exploitation films, that kind of thing. Uh, but also 50% old-school pulp mad scientist with an army of robots. Yep. And they mesh together perfectly.
2: Oh, yeah. I would watch 300 episodes of the Soul Power cartoon.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but only it's... if Brock Peters says the voice.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, or James uh, Earl Jones, I suppose. Yeah, but that'd he's, be fine, too. But he's retired now, so. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, another actually, another interesting fact I learned from the DC Wiki. Two, two in a row, guys. Yeah. This this is a weird one. I don't know if you saw this. Mm. The reason Richie's not in this episode, which, mm-hmm. hey, look, that made it better. I'm not going to yep. lie. I said that already. But is because this this one is supposed to take place between parts one and two of the Justice League two-parter? Oh. So it, they, there's nothing to indicate that that's true. It was something to do with the production order and something that they said. And I, I think it, it just didn't make it into the episode.
2: Oh, that's weird.
0: He's taken over by Brainiac already and off acting weird. Mm -hmm. So Virgil's on his own. Hmm. And that's why when we pick up with part two, it's like, Hey, Richie, where you been? We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. And I, huh? All right. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. It's so weird. I don't care how you get rid of him. Just get rid of him. It's
2: so weird the way they have to do this sometimes. You know.
0: Well, he could just not be, because I mean this all starts because Virgil's off doing something with his family. Yeah. So Richie's not there. Like. There's no reason for him to be on this adventure. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. It's just like how in Batman, Robin's just not there sometimes. They don't mm-hmm. have to say where he is. He's just not there.
2: Well, listen, there's no reason for Richie to ever turn up, but he always finds a way to. Well, you know,
0: they are friends.
2: What's going on in here, V? You having an adventure? Oh.
0: We cold chilling in our crib? No. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
2: I hate everything about you.
0: Oh, you got a white friend like that, too, huh? I had one of them back in the day. <laughs> Didn't oh, boy, make him did my sidekick, so. though.
2: <laughs> nope.
0: Uh, I liked Sparky. I liked mm-hmm. the fact that he had his old costume on, and he's like, yeah, it's good that it was made out of spandex, because uh a little, little bigger than I used to be, but it stretches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But the uh, three of them, the vision of the three of them bursting into the, uh, to the mad scientist lab is like, uh-huh. oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: It's so cool. It reminds me of that, that Shaft movie that came out, like, mm-hmm. a year or two ago, but good.
0: Wait, a year or two ago?
2: Yeah, so, okay, I, I'm not surprised you missed out on this.
0: Well, no, I remember the one from, like, 2000 with Sam Jackson.
2: Yeah, so they made a sequel to that with Sam Jackson that was about his, like, his son, who was also Shaft.
0: Is Richard Roundtree also in it, the original Boy, Shaft? he sure is. Weird.
2: It's three generations of Shaft. That... And also, it's apparently not very good.
0: I was gonna say that could be okay. Like I, I saw it in two thousand twenty years ago, and it might be garbage. But I thought the the Sam Jackson one was all right.
2: I haven't seen seen it since then either. But I quite yeah. liked it. Yeah. But this one's like this is Sam Jackson Shaft finding out that his son isn't cool, and he has to teach him to be cool. Oh, I
0: remember a, a yeah, yeah. Like a trailer or something for that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a he's like a, a fairly well known comedian, right? Like he's I the, think so. Yeah. Like an SNL guy or something.
2: Yeah. Uh, hang on.
0: But, yeah, Hmm.
2: Yeah, three movies in the Shaft trilogy, all called Shaft. Trilogy? Yep.
0: Because, I mean, the original, the Richard Roundtree one had a bunch of sequels. Oh, that's right. That's what Shaft in Africa was, or that's what Static in Africa was referencing. There were three or four of those. And there was a TV show, I think. Let's see here. It's the whole extended Shaft verse. The Shaft verse. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a better name for that.
2: I, at this point, it doesn't matter.
0: That's true. Uh,
2: What is this guy's name?
0: I don't know. Shaft? Jesse T. Right.
2: Usher, is that right? Yes, Jesse T. Usher.
0: Wait, is he Usher the, the, the musician? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, what you're saying is this delivered on the promise of that. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. I liked that uh, Sparky, his whole deal was... Uh, I thought Soul Power was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, so I made a suit that, that sort of mimicked his powers. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's such a good... Not just the president of his fan club, but smart enough to, like, do something to help, you know? like Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. Like, yep.
2: But Very that does cool. set the precedent where, like, Rick Jones will, like, build an Iron Man costume to hang out with you or something. I, yeah, I guess so. I go on record as saying I do not want to spend any time with Rick Jones.
0: See, I... the. Once again, I know a very specific animated version of this character that I have very different opinions of. Mm. Weird. Because when I was a kid, I watched the uh, Incredible Hulk show that ran with uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friend. Oh, yeah. Excellent theme song. Uh, oh, yeah. Stan Lee. Yep. And uh, Rick Jones and that was a little annoying, but not so bad. Mm. Always dressed like a cowboy for some reason. <laughs> Weird. Odd choice, but whatever. I, it was the early 80s. A lot of people were doing that. Mm-hmm. It was the style at the time, and I'm not mm. kidding all right wait was
2: that what marty was fucking wearing in back to the future 3 no that that was that was referencing
0: no it was weird 50s fucking Uh, cowboy stuff all right because like all there was on tv and at the movies were westerns then but weird they had been watered down to the point where they look like that and didn't look like you know what people actually were
2: Uh, okay all right
0: uh all right anything else uh let's see i
2: think that's it yeah,
0: this episode ruled. Oh, I didn't have my good thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, please. Which is uh, Mr. Hawkins, Mr. Hawkins, excuse me, mm-hmm. not Hawkins, uh, was a, a big fan of soul power down to doing the little dance. He actually yep. had his own dance. Yep, that and ruled. We saw Mr. Hawkins say, oh, yeah, I love soul power. Look, yes. I can still do the dance. I remember. And Virgil, like they animated, like good animation on him. Yep, His eyes bug out, his jaw drops. He's like, what the fuck is my father doing right please, now? Please, please don't. <laughs> On I'm, on the one hand, please don't. On the other hand, oh my God, Dad! I didn't know you had moves. <laughs> well, he does.
2: Like the end, the episode ends with them doing the dance together, and it's yeah. great.
0: Oh, it's so cute. Grandpa's yep. gonna show him the dance. Yep. Oh God, I love this episode.
2: Yep. Yep. This it's was just, amazing.
0: Sometimes I come on here and I bitch about Richie for an hour. I'm like, do mm-hmm. I even like this show? And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very good. It's it's just very inconsistent. It's
2: it's it's like we've said this a million times, but like just static is a character that just like he hold like even when this show is at its worst, I love that kid. You know,
0: and the performance is great. The writing Mm -hmm. on him is usually good. The the animation's gotten a lot better. Yep. Like yeah. All right. Well, I suppose that's it. That's another season down. We did it. Yeah. Hooray! One more to go. (laughs) Next week, actually, next week we are doing she back. Oh yeah, the the episode that I just referenced uh, mm-hmm. comes up next week, and the other one is called Future Shock. Which there is one coming up where he goes to the future, to the Batman Beyond future. That's got to be it, right? I would assume. Yeah, but, uh, I'm I'm honestly not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I know there's at least one more uh, crossover coming over coming yeah. up, which is cool. Like once they decided he was part of the DCAU, they did not fuck around with that. Well-
2: I actually really appreciate that they're like, no, we are making a concentrated effort. This kid is part of is part of this world we've built yeah. and we need we need to get him in more, you know. The only
0: like, reason he's not in the Justice League is cuz he's still a kid. Yeah. Not because he's not good enough. They they need to tell him that he will be someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even show him in the future being there someday. Yeah. And and he will. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Um, let's see. The website is ever kidslovebatman.com. dot um, You can write to us, podcast at gmail. I think mm-hmm. we're like six weeks away from answering your mail, so yep. uh, maybe start thinking about that now. Uh, I am on Twitter at Algar. Uh, I'm at, uh, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks.
2: Twila, shit fuckers.
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.